I turn that question of why Russian officials would have been interested in Tamerlan Tsarnaev to Fiona Hill. She's an expert on Russia and the Caucasus at the Brookings Institution. Well, it appears, uh, based on the reports that we have so far, that he had been frequenting websites and making contact with people that they've had on their watch lists. And uh, this seems to be in advance of a trip that he made to Russia. And they uh, flagged this activity and obviously wanted the FBI to go and check on him to see potentially, I I presume, if he was going to be posing any kind of threat uh, to Russia itself. They may have been fearful that he was intending to travel back to Russia or that he was in link to her with groups that may have been planning some kind of action in Russia itself. And do you know what kind of websites those were? No, there's not a lot of um, specific information about that that I have right now. I think we'll get more about this as we go along. But these were probably not the kinds of websites that we would have been looking at on a regular basis. We've been much more concerned about people's activity on English language sites, also on Arabic or Urdu, Pashto, this kind of thing. So... This was probably not something that the FBI would have picked up on its own at this juncture. Is that a common occurrence, people from outside Russia coming into Russia and training for terrorism? It's uh, become increasingly a common occurrence, and it's been something that the Russians have been flagging for some particular period of time. Yeah, I was going to ask you, I mean, what did the FBI ultimately do when they were in contact with the Russian officials? Well, we'll have to find out more details about this, but these initial reports seem to suggest that they they met with him uh, maybe on a couple of occasions and they reported back that they hadn't been able to find anything, um, at least nothing that they uh, found actionable or for uh, reason for further action. And I will be getting more information about this, I'm sure. I'm sure the FBI are going back uh, through all of their records on this and trying to, you know, figure out if there's something that they may have missed. But, you know, this is very typical across the board of similar situations of people from many other backgrounds. Many times, it seems, in the case of uh, the London tube bombings, uh, for example, or Atocha, the train station in Spain, you know, we could give any number of examples. Some of the perpetrators uh, of these actions have come to people's attention in different ways. But, you know, people can't be everywhere at all times. And that's the whole dilemma that we have of uh, terrorism. A lot of people get flagged for a whole variety of reasons, and not every single one of those people is going to turn out to be a terrorist. For you, um, are are there questions that still remain for the FBI in, in terms of answering why they failed to identify any potential danger with this man? Well, I think there are a lot of questions across the board about what did the Russians tell the FBI in the first instance? Uh, Was there any further communication back on part of the Russians? Were the Russians just concerned about something he might do in Russia? Uh, Was there any further chat or chatter, you know, out on um, uh, various uh, Internet uh, sites that might have led to concern later uh, that wasn't reported back? I think our overall problem here is the state of uh, the relationship between uh, the Russian intelligence services and the U.S. intelligence services. There's not exactly an atmosphere of trust here. I mean, it seems kind of outdated, and both Russia and the United States have seen recent dramatic episodes of, uh, of extremist violence. Doesn't the need to counter that violence override this kind of Cold War competition between the Russians and the Americans? Well, you would think so, but I'm, I'm afraid it's a sad case that uh, the uh, Russian uh, security services still see the United uh, States as their number one opponent and threat. Putin has actually said this. And you know, he is someone who is an operative himself, who's come out of um, a long career in the KGB, and uh, who, although he does seem in this instance uh, to be quite willing to, to help out here, uh, is also part of the problem of not being able to think about the United States in, in, a, in a different way. I think, you know, the, the people in the Russian intelligence service are obviously some pretty sophisticated, uh, smart people there. 
Uh, but at the same time, there's really a mentality there that the United States is something to be counted. And so, you know, this will be a, a real challenge to get them to think in other ways about the common threat. Fiona Hill at the Brookings Institution, thank you for your time. Thank you.